0: what it do what it do it's your girl just be real and welcome back for another episode of just be real podcast you know i'm here to give y'all the real so you know shit just be holly weird enough of me chatting let's get real what up good people it's your girl just be real Welcome welcome back welcome back welcome back welcome back Hopefully y'all good. Y'all see, I've been consistent with these, right? Like I've been giving y'all episode week after week. Like I'm trying to really hone in and be on my grind with this because I feel like every other week was cool, but I feel like I need to be more consistent because there's no excuse why I shouldn't be more consistent and proactive. So tell me if y'all like it like this, like with me giving y'all episodes weekly rather than semi-monthly which is like you know or semi-weekly which is every other week because I kind of like giving y'all some new insight every week the only thing is that the seasons are gonna go by quicker because it's only gonna take me like two and a half months to get through a season so I mean not saying that's not a long time but you know probably won't be as many bonuses as much as this conversation so let me know how y'all feel Definitely got some dope, more dope people I'm gonna get in for season seven. Uh I can't wait for y'all to talk to my people uh just to give y'all a little secret on who's gonna come on this season. Um, you know, I reached out to my girl Indy. She's currently in Dubai right now. Uh reached out to my girl Temp for her to be on this joint. Reached out to my girl Mia Mia. So I got some I got some people up the sleeve as I, you know over here do a little mischievous kind of look um that's about to come and bless the podcast I feel like I want to have more conversations with people who can give a different perspective only because these are people who Tim's been around but like we haven't been as close as we are developing our friendship now um india as y'all know i just met when i went to amanda seals in july so like there's so much i feel like i've known her forever as i said before and then me as somebody i met when i was in baltimore not too long ago and we just instantly clicked like you know you got them people that y'all just instantly like just connect like the energies, energies there the vibes is right the y'all y'all feel the feel the Feel the vibrations and the energy that's transferring is nothing but positivity. That's what I meant with these three women. Those are definitely gonna be on this before you know the season's over um have to get those women on here because they got a lot to say and i want there's a lot that we talk about in our personal conversations that i want to give y'all insights so y'all can really see like the conversations on this podcast are really conversations i have with people in real life like on the phone and when they be like nervous like oh my god if i'm on your podcast what i'm supposed to do i never been on a podcast before i'm like yo act as if it's you and i on the phone and the world just gets to listen that's why they see my podcast episodes sound so fun and friendly or like everybody my bestie because I really just talk to them like I talk to them on the phone. They don't see the microphone, but I do. So I know what's going on. And then I just, as y'all know, I don't edit nothing. So whatever y'all get is strictly from the conversations I've had with the person. We ain't there yet. You know, when somebody pick us up, when somebody pick up the podcast, we get engineers and stuff we will have that. We'll probably finally have a real formal intro an outro but for now y'all gonna get this variety that i'm giving y'all until we get to where we gotta go and i'm gonna keep grinding you feel me um so i'm supposed to make me an intro and outro a long time ago but that's not here no there but besides the point welcome back my people um as you heard me say holly weird yes i've been holding off on this and it's no better time than now because why there's so much more bs that's happened since i created this topic like a month and a half ago. That just resonates on another level of. What the fuck. So it's called Hollywood. Y'all heard my guy kiss from Yonk. why yo why yo. Give us the we gonna make it with Styles P. Because that's exactly how I feel when it comes to Hollywood. Like we gonna make it. Um, we gonna be bigger than what y'all think we gonna be. We gonna be just out here doing our damn thing. And it's gonna bother you the entire time. But guess what. Oh well that's just what's gonna happen. So. Let's go ahead and talk about what's been going on. It might not and I don't know if I should start from what's more recent to the past or what's more what's more recent to what's happened over the last month or so or should I just talk about you know we're gonna start from the most recent. So I say it's highly weird because Kanye West does way too much for me. And I don't even talk on this man, but Kanye does too much. Like I be hesitant about buying his sneakers, but some of his sneakers, I'm just like, yeah, these are kind of fire. I want them. And it's not because I support the I support the brand of Adidas more than I do Kanye, even though he created the shoe. But that's what it was for me on the two pairs I got. But he's really just not for me. And I'm really a big advocate on not putting dollars in people's pockets who are just against the black culture. Like, or they try to, you know panhandle the black culture. This shit grinds my gears. Like, And with him, I think that's exactly what he's doing with this whole White Lives Matter t-shirt um, and White Lives Matter shirt for him to feel like it's okay because like Charlamagne the God said, there's a desire of white acceptance that he wants to have and because he doesn't want to seem like the problematic black, he wants to go ahead and play both sides of the fence and you can't do both. I feel like you personally can't do both. I and this again. This is all my opinion. I feel like you personally can't do both. Where you handle the culture, and at the same to- token, be a motherfucking sambo and a puppet for these white people. Like you're really just out here just dancing and jiving just to go ahead and get recognition. And he's getting marketing, but how all all publicity is not good publicity, even though people say that. But it's like it's a negative connotation because you're the same person who says slavery was a choice. And out here advocating for Trump and then whole time you want to be all about the culture and you want to come back like, oh, let me get back to Jordan. That was, you know, the brand that everybody, da da da, you know, blah zé blah. And then now it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Because you're now mocking years of a black movement or this current day and age renaissance of black movement, of black lives, and pretty much laughing in his fucking face as if it's saying that it's a joke. Like and I shout out to Yasin Bay, better known as um, Most Deaf, who was out here literally, you know, mocking the shit by saying, you know, black lives matter. Because that's exactly what the fuck it is. Black lives are mattering. And that is a statement more as an accuracy because we're looking at the January 6th insurrection. We're currently still in the part of getting trial where people are literally just chilling for further notice and getting slaps on the wrist. And they're white lies because y'all literally tried to insurrect the fucking capital, But it's not as big as a deal because you're white. You see what I'm saying? So it's just weird. And it's and it's crazy because there's so much coverage and praise on it. I wouldn't be surprised. I think they made a whole docu-series about, about the shit, the January insurrection. Like when I say this country is highly weird, it literally propaganda is the most major thing where they monetize off pain and suffering. They monetize off pain and suffering. Like, they monetize over our black lives, but they do it in a way where they're monetizing over our pain of the tragedy we've experienced by being under their oppression. Like, that Jeffrey Dahmer story, pissy, I will never watch it. One, because I don't promote that shit, and, like, mystery and shit don't really excite me, except it's, like, when it comes to history, like, you know, the Tulsa Massacre and, like, people who have deaths like that but to praise a serial killer who was out here killing people of pe- people of color in the gay community is that that is just like why the fuck is there so much glorification over monsters that are created in the united states like that's and you're promoting it as if it's a high rated box office type of thing where it's a proud moment but it's literally sad as fuck like don't get me wrong the actors and actresses are in it like i love nisi nash like she's gonna play her role give extra credit and do what needs to be done don't get me wrong But it's like, why do we have some of these renditions of these movies of fucking serial killers that it's okay to just monetize all people's pain? While the families who are still trying to heal from this and are suffering even decades later, it's like you're reopening a wound with no fucking regard. Like, it's ignorant as shit. It's insensitive. It's Hollywood. But let that have been some shit where it's like a black serial killer is something that's. Demonize and you're just gonna probably get it on local TV and it's gonna be something where you're just trying to pretty much put down the black community yet again, but we're glorifying when white people do it. The same way where they disrespected supposedly the lady who kept reporting it before they all these bodies were coming up and she was supposedly a neighbor some that the whatever role Nisi Nash played, she was trying to advocate, and I think it's because of the fact there was homophobia on top of her being a black woman. the respect level just wasn't there for there to be a fuck to give again white lies matter yasin was right white lies matter you're lying saying this is your boyfriend whole time you fucking kidnapped and drug this kid but it's okay because why as long as as long as america can make money off our pain and suffering it's going to forever be whatever because why three-fifths of the rule back in the day is what we used to only be worth three of us out of three out of five of us is only was worth one vote or one even type of piece of representation now today it seems like the same fucking case because majority of those people that were his victims were black gay males with their black families still suffering to this day to try to go ahead and make sense of what the fuck happened, how they seen their family member one day and they were going the next. But who going to call them on it? Who going to say that real shit about it? Because when we do, we're problematic. But if we don't, we just standing by to the wayside, and letting shit just, you know, rock the way it is. I hope y'all are registered to vote and ready to vote. I don't care what nobody say. Like, Amanda says, Seals, you are not a martyr or being a true essence of a pillar to push this community to its best democratic self by not voting. You're giving the lesser two evils, which is more so those of the Republican side, to have a better instance in being able to get those numbers in this numbers game. It's a game full of numbers. Yeah, you probably realize the game, like she said, but standing by, just watching it and not going ahead and being an impact or the change you want to see is full of shit. So all you radicals, as you call yourselves, get off your fucking high horse and pedestal and just use the voting prop tactic. Because at some point, somebody like a Fannie Lou Hamer was out here who, were, who pretty much was disregarded when she walked miles or took a bus for 26 miles to register to vote and was still seen as somebody who wasn't worth a damn. Remember the way she paved for you to have the opportunity to do so. So exercise it. Because like I said, at one point, three out of three-fifths rule was a real thing. Yeah, you learned it in the classroom, but you see now it really happening in the voters booth because people just don't want to exercise their right because they feel like they're better than the system. Well, motherfucker, you in the trenches with me. So ain't no difference. You just as black as I am, no matter what drop or whatever it is, you got to struggle the same way I do because you still got to live in this raggedy-ass country with this raggedy-ass fucking democracy, quote-unquote, that's been given. So don't, I don't want to hear nobody bullshitting or complaining when shit goes to hell even further than what it does now because you you get a Republican taking over and wiping through everything. I don't want to hear it. Period. You want to know what really threw me down? Seeing Ciela, which happens to be Lauren Hill's daughter, agree with the ignorance, saying that we're not able to look past his creative mindset. I just think that's hilarious. Like, again, highly weird. It's okay for Holly Weird, for us black folks to go against each other. But in whole time, we're supposed to be fighting for the right of ourselves. But looking at who her mother is, which is Lauren, Miss Lauren Hill, and her father, who was a descendant of Marley, who was all about the about black culture and diaspora, is like, girl, why are you cooning? You cooning out here. Y'all both cooning. Y'all really putting on the show for these 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 crackers. Y'all really doing it. And y'all doing it with ease, with a smile on your face looking stupid as fuck while they're laughing at you behind closed doors like they got you on a string. But it's okay because that's how Hollywood works. They want to be able to have you know, their hands on everything and be able to run everything the way they want to run it, and that's just what happens. I'm going to bring a point to what really bothered me. So Hollywood at, Hollywood at its finest. Charlemagne the Guy, which is Lenar McKelvey, as y'all know from Breakfast Club, has his own show, right? And his show originally was called The God's Honest Truth. The title for the show was so fucking dope because it was a double induendo. Like, if y'all know what an induendo is, y'all should have paid attention, but Google it. It's a double induendo. and I feel it was so dope because... It was just speaking his truth of what was going on, but from his lens, and then having other perspectives tap in and chime into his perspective. But y'all know how people use the term "the God's honest truth," like a God's honest truth. I swear, that kind of like it was really like it was dope. And I'm mad that it was taken down because of the title, because they had he had really good conversations, and I love that format. Prior to what he had now, like don't get me wrong, I still like the show, I like it, but I loved it then, like. And, they, and it was an episode he had with Amanda Seals that I wish I can go back and visit. But unless I, I think they took all episodes down, even off the YouTube. But like everybody was crying with the white acceptance because they felt like it was a, you know, a disgrace and blasphemy for him to say it's the God's honest truth. So he changed the name to Hell of a Week with Charlemagne the God, which doesn't ring as much because it's like, one, it's long as fuck. Two, like, a hell of a week. Yeah, it's been a hell of a week because it's always some bullshit happening when it comes to black people or people of color in the culture. But it, I just feel like it's a confirmation for them to feel more comfortable. Like... And I get it. Because it's his show and he wants to stay on there and have longevity. But the shit don't hit like it used to hit, Charlemagne. I just want to say that. Like, Holly Weird. You get, you get one white person complaining, they change the whole they change the whole system in the foundation, the schematic. You fucking get one black person complaining or say whatever. Like, how they do with this and niggas is running with it, going to the box office. Now, no one fuck to give. Like... It blows my mind. Like... And I think Hollywood is Hollywood. Like I always said, like Coco Jones calls it Hollywood. is because it's like it's the famine of ethnic cultures when it comes to, like, casting. Like, if y'all think about it, you had fucking Elizabeth Taylor playing Cleopatra knowing damn well she has no olive tones, undertones. Like, why are you playing a, a black woman? You have Asians playing Italians. Like, y'all really be fucking with this ethnic culture shit as if it's okay, as if you can't get the people to portray who they want. Like I kind of agree with Amanda Seals when she was like, "Oh, why is Will Smith playing King Richard?" Excuse me, they could have found somebody else, but it's like it's the truth. And I don't think she was saying it in a controversy, but her to say it that there's so many actors who are willing to deliver this character. In more of a physical appearance and representation of what's being needed, not to always feel like there's that always light skin privilege that we already we already know about. Like Amanda's well aware of her light skin privilege. I'm aware of my light skin privilege. Okay, they always try to say the light skin ones are the ones that always want to be on the soapbox because they feel like we got so much more to prove. But it's not the case. It's the fact because we know what our privilege is, we're able to exercise it to the best of our ability to have equity. But the difference between us and when white people do it, y'all think it's a white savior, and which is exactly what it is. But when they do it, they're an ally. But when we do it, we get de- we get defamed and get frowned upon because we use our privilege for the best of our own people as opposed to somebody who's not even in our culture to understand it, trying to advocate for us. So Howard, make it make sense to me again. Somebody has heard contesting on that. And I was like, shut the fuck up, please sit down. Like you make no sense, you're dumb. You're dumb, you're really dumb. And this person was brown skin and I'm like, I get it. But if I'm able to open doors by using my skin, even though we know cover colorism is president in Hollywood or in society in general, why would I not use it to help you out as opposed to use it against you? Because if I use it, if I don't use it at all, I'm wasting my privilege. If I use it, but I'm still able to help you. Now I'm on a soapbox trying to go ahead and get attention. So it's a catch 22. You can't fucking win with give her potato, potato, tomato, tomato, with whoever the fuck it is. But black people never fucking satisfied. Hence why we can never come together as a unity because motherfuckers is never satisfied. There's never a common consensus just for us to agree. I've seen it on, on fucking Instagram. Black people can follow every trend, but the one it is to come together as one. And that's a fucking fact. No matter what or how much we try to come together at some point in time, it's always not... Somebody's not satisfied. It's never enough. It's never fucking enough. Because people don't step outside of themselves to look at the bigger picture and how it affects as a domino effect as a culture rather than just their own micronism of an atmosphere or stratosphere that they have in their own world. So, like, when 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 do we really win? How are we going to win over Hollywood to not make it really Hollywood? And we got to have a our own dichotomy of black Hollywood to Hollywood because we can't be associated because we still not welcomed into what it really is as Hollywood. But we not ready for that conversation, are we? I feel like when it comes to this, the black experience isn't only just light skin. And I totally agree with that. And they had something on YouTube where they discussed it like, you know, actresses like Coco Brown, Sky Jackson compared to Zendaya and like, you know. All these other lighter skinned people who got all these privileges. And it's just like, well, why can't I play this role? Like having Coco Jones be Hillary Banks on Bel Air is the best shit ever. We get to see it in a different realm. Because if y'all haven't realized, the color complexion is switched. Like remember Ashley was brown skinned in the real Fresh Prince and Hillary was lighter. Now you have a brown skinned Hillary and a lighter, a lighter Ashley. I'm here for it because that's really how some of our families look where we literally there's literally known that black families because of genetics you can always the mellow you don't know what your baby gonna look like like my older sister's darker than me and my other sister and I'm lighter than my other sister who's literally in the middle between me and my dark sister but they have the same mother and father and I have a different mother and I'm lighter than both my parents but then my dad's part white. But he doesn't have he has more melanin in his skin and I oppose have lighter undertones. Like it's possible. Like it's possible. But you know black folks just always want to be able to fit in where they get getting with this european culture and standards just so they can be able to say i don't want to be associated with that that's too much they get criticized they don't get opportunities but why not be the change you want to see and create those opportunities for those people that you know are not being seen and heard in the same spaces you're in knowing that they're probably one probably better than you or just as equivalent with the same talents I don't know, but I just know for a fact with this, when it comes to Hollywood, I'm over the praise of this Dimer Netflix and it's like another white demise of glorified and praise in film. And I want you all to find a different avenue. I really, really do. Um, which brings it to the fucking Emmys. Okay, Hollywood brings it to the Emmys. So because it was a Black-ass experience for 2022 and Black women were getting their flowers and recognition, because as we know, like, Quita Brunson, Shirley Ralph, Lizzo, and Zendaya, like, took home some trophies, took home some Emmys. Quita Brunson for, you know, Abbott Elementary, creator and director, Shirley Ralph, best supporting actress in a comedy series, Lizzo for whatever i don't remember but zendaya took two for drama series this is her second one and she's the youngest one ever but a black female because we had all this black girl magic happening all of a sudden it's headlines where they want to diminish the value of what the emmys is y'all really want to play stop playing with us stop playing on our fucking faces ain't nobody got time for that like y'all really want to try to pretty much say that it turned ghetto because all these black women won, who actually deserve and earn the right to be able to earn the titles and the awards that they received. It was the her story in history. It was the her story in her story. Like it really was because you look at Shirley Ralph. We've seen Shirley Ralph on our screens since we were kids. Pff, Sister Act 2, Moesha dream girls and it's prior to that but like she's the first Jamaican to classify as such to really put jamaica and have dual citizenship on the map, and she's been out here for years like she was on tv when i was like 11 10 years old i'm 32 like come on dog like she deserved her flowers so when you see the her story and her story and you see quita brunson saying hey i'm gonna get you an emmy and then lo and behold you get shirley ralph who's like this is what winning looks like This is what Patience is like, don't give up. 32 years later, following behind Jack A. Harry, that's something that's major. She's the only one in 1989, no, 1987, the only other black woman to receive that Emmy. Now there's only the two of them within a 37 year span. Y'all don't see nothing wrong with Holly weird though. 35-year gap since the Emmy from Out Supporting Actress was from Jack A. Harry for 227. Which happened to be a full circle moment because Shirley Ralph was originally supposed to be casted as Sandra for 227 but didn't get casted. So imagine now they're both in the same company for the same Emmy and it was originally just Jack A. as the only black woman at a point in time. That shit is crazy. And I think it's so dope looking at the picture of Quinnda Brunson and Shirley Ralph when they're hugging each other, holding their Emmys because she kept her word. You know, Quinta Brunson kept her Quinta Brunson kept her word. And she got her the Emmy that was long overdue and well-deserved, but she should have had it for freaking Moesha for a comedy, supporting a comedy actress. She should have had it then. I don't know if y'all watched Lord for Salem, but Shirley Robb does her damn thing as the president. Like, President Wade. What? Like, it's it's a fact out here in these streets. Like, and this is what I say with Holly Weird. Her, I feel like Shirley Rouse's song speech from "Inevitable Belief in Self" is what it just really displayed. Like she sang from our ancestors' bellies when she took her acceptance speech. I felt the chills down my back, and that's maybe why they felt as Hollywood felt it was like it's no longer meant for them because it, it was a soul wrenching s- s- song. It was a song cry. It was a song cry. That we as black women heard Sherl Lee Ralph just speak to us. We felt our sister when she made that song, when she sung out to the masses. It was an unwritten, written understanding that we got. So when the headlines of the newspaper speaking on that, as the Emmys are not the same now, it's bullshit. But you want to know it wasn't until they want to know the pictures they used. They used Quinta Brunson. They used Lizzo. They used Shirley Ralph. But guess who they didn't use? Zendaya. Because they, why? Why? Zendaya is not problematic. Zendaya is is one of them, the light-skinned ones. So it's okay where I personally feel because she got her second Emmy for a drama series. The youngest woman two times over, but y'all not going to say it's any different because if that would have happened and without those other women, women winning, which is Shirley Ralph, Quentin Brunson, and Lizzo, that, I bet you them headlines would have never hit the masses. They would have had a whole other headline and Zendaya would have still been in the clear. Like it is what, it's whatever. Again, don't get me wrong. I love all of these women, but I have to speak on what I've seen and I've observed in the bullshit. I wouldn't be me if I didn't. Like, how many times do black folks all get overlooked and have been putting in the work? Come on now. You still got some black folks out here who are literally Hollywood legends. And they do not have stars or walks of fame. Or they just now got them. Like, Holly Robinson Pete just got hers. What? Jennifer Lewis, the mother of black Hollywood, just got hers. Why? And then there's people who were, who came years after them that got it before them. There's not enough homage being paid and people are getting their flowers before it's too late or they're getting their flowers later in their careers when they've been putting in the work since day one more than some of these white actresses and actors or these white people in media or in film. It really takes shows like Abbott Elementary for them to see how great we are because it's a universal funny. And it's unfortunate that that's what it takes for it to be something that's palatable for them to be able to understand us in a way where they don't see us as a threat. Because to them, it's universal funny where they don't feel like they have to try to monetize it on on their end because it's already given what they want where they're able to understand and be in the atmosphere with us. But they can't because in reality, they're not understanding that struggle. You see what I'm saying? It's a way to understand the struggle without understanding the struggle, but you're not putting yourself in it. So it's comedy to you. That's why it makes it universal funny when it comes to Abbott Elementary. And Quentin knew what she was doing. And I'm not even mad because sis got an Emmy. Hello? But you put the Miss Pat Show? Oh, hell no. Nigga, cut cut it off. It's done. But, you know, Miss Pat Show was nominated for an Emmy. The first ever BET original series to be nominated for an Emmy Award. And let me tell you, Miss Pat Show is what the fuck we need in this world. We need it. Because it's too much of the whitewash, you know, blackface and other cultures in the cinnamon TV, where they're trying to tell our stories when they don't know our stories. You know what I'm saying? And I think what's also about the Miss Pass show is that it's the increase in the blacks behind and in front of the camera. She had like um, directors like Tasha Smith and Debbie Allen and you know Kim Kim Fields executive producers jo- Jordan E Cooper they're really making a scene where it's just like it's out here and you look at Sanaa Lathan when on the come of her first directorial debut when she had Rhapsody Lady London about you know young girl Bree like taking somebody's story and making it into a film we need more people more women out that were in front of the camera behind them to make more moves. Because that's the only way we're going to get these award ways for these Emmys, these NAMI, um, these Emmys, these Grammys or whatever. You have freaking Solange who's the youngest black woman or the youngest person ever to ever work on the New York City Ballet. It makes a difference. But Hollywood, I'm tired of hearing all these firsts now in 2022. Why does it take us to 2022 where we're still having firsts? It's not, not a problem for y'all. I mean, it's just all the time and I'd be agreeing with her because she ain't even lying. She ain't lying. You know what I'm saying? We came from an era where we had to take black exploitation as quintessential essence in the 70s in order for us to be seen. We had moments and times before that where we had to play maids and mammies and slaves and everything else just to get parts and roles where there was parts and roles that depicted us and they had somebody else wear our faces wearing blackface. So give us our just doing what we deserve for all the time and work and effort we're putting into it. Stop being weird. Put the Hollywood back into it and make it really where it's equity across all ranges because let me tell you something, the way black people deliver, and I can speak on Niecy Nash specifically, you are, that woman is unfathomable. She should have had more awards than what it is. She is a trailblazer, period. And I want to see more, especially when she's in rookie feds. I'm in love with this show. She deserves an Emmy for that show, like. And Sherry, Sherry, Sherry Shepherd was not lying. She's she better get an Emmy nom for that show because she is kicking ass the way she did for Dahmer. I'm surprised she wasn't up for two Emmys because she's doing a damn thing. You know what I'm saying? These equitable roles mean something to see the equity for little black kids to be able to see themselves as I did when I don't know if y'all heard the episode I posted about Amanda, but talking to Amanda saying how she influenced me back in 94, my brother and me by being that black girl that we weren't used to seeing the black girl who was a little quirky, who was smart, who was different, who was, you know, very confident in self, had no problem speaking up for self. That little black girl was me. And it wasn't until Amanda Seals playing down that I realized it was okay to really see me and my representation. And she even said, oh, that's a dope assessment. I never looked at my brother and me like that, but I'm glad I'm associated with a show like that. Right? And I feel like Amanda Seals has been part of me being able to use my voice the way I'm using it literally just right now. It's a situation where we're lifting as we climb and literally becoming seen. Like, you now have a black Ariel. You have Holly Bailey as Ariel, where it's no true gender effort because y'all want somebody to have red hair, but who said that black people can't have red hair? She has locks. She's out here representing for little black girls, whether they're light-skinned, dark-skinned, brown-skinned, locked, unlocked, curly, kinky, coily, whatever. They see themselves. Something they're not used to. And honestly, baby, Holly has the vocals. Can't wait to support. I'm going to show out like I did for Black Panther. I'm going to show out like I did for when they see us. Because you have things like that which are able to create people like, you know, actresses turned directors like Tasha Smith and Sanaa Lathan, Kim Fields, Chip Fields, Tammy Roman. Tammy Roman got five shows at one time right now. Do you know she deserves an Emmy? The Miss Pat show has Denise? She kicks ass. Okay, that is my anxiety show. I watch a show on a regular. I'm currently watching it right now as we speak, okay? Um... She has, you know, caught in the act for pretty much a cheater show. She out here doing that. House of Vicious was fucking amazing. That's a show cre- created, she created on BET. She deserves an Emmy for that shit because playing somebody who was a drug addict, sh- two snaps and a twist for her because she did that shit. Uh, Car Webb Family Business as London. She fucking bust ass on that too. Ain't no question about it. Like, what? Tammy's out here doing the damn thing, okay? Doing the damn thing. And then, not to mention, she's also on Apple TV on um, the show with Octavia Spencer. Like, come on now. I'm trying to remember the um, name of the the show. Um damn truth be told doing her damn thing on that like tammy deserves an emmy y'all need to hurry up and get my good sis from white plains an emmy period mount vernon born white plains raised westchester 914 whatever all day every day Tammy deserves an Emmy. And Tammy's been behind the camera. Like Tasha Smith, people be so complaining about Tasha Smith not being in front of the camera. But that's because Shorty been behind. After seeing the come up, on the come up with Sanaa Lathan, I want to see more of her in the directorial chair. Like she is taking on her father. I would not be surprised if Sanaa Lathan takes off her father's legacy. Because, you know, everybody knows Stan Lathan. Stan Lathan is a household name. Stan Lathan has directed some of our favorite 90s sitcoms and series and movies throughout black culture. To see his daughter take on his legacy and run with the torch would be fucking amazing. Holly Berry, when she did Brews for Netflix, made it an all-first ever all-female soundtrack. Come on, like we're making history. So I love watching it. So Holly Weir needs to stop playing with us because your racism is showing. And you know what? I'm tired of it. I'm going to call it what it is. I'm going to call it Spade a Spade. Your racism is showing. You need to go ahead and handle that. But you know what? All I need to know is this: you know what I'm saying? When are the rest gonna get their stars on the Walk of Fame? Because baby, the list is endless of who deserves. Let's stop it, Hollywood. Get it together. As I always, say be real, be true, and always be a you. We gonna make it. Case, who's the loser? Ran through enough coke for gas, roll the bills, fools, and cure. It's how to read it, write and use the food. The motherfucking niggas is back. J MP, We got water. X Plus weight to the D. And I'm tired of hearing about old niggas that had it. we we'll be the same old niggas that rat it. Who cares? Talk about how we haul niggas in their fucking back. Gun and are official, but niggas don't be wanting that. Why? Cause puss books and they mans is lame. So for real in the hood, we make candy rain. I could easily send you the God. come and see me at the Plaza Hotel. I might give you a job. It's can't remember the name All you gotta do is ask the name For the niggas at Delivery Hall We gon' make it 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 We gon' make it